The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, the only show that has anything to do with Wilka or an internet. Don't even bother looking for other ones. I'm the host, Jason. As always, I'm with the king brain of the show, Kevin. Kevin, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing spectacular. I just bought tickets to see Wilco in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, you could have... I'm joking. I didn't. I was just trolling because I know you can't go to that show. I don't yeah. know why I said that. I, we, uh, no, I, 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 if I was going to a show in Ohio, I'd make sure that's a show that you can also go to. Um, You know what, Kevin? I do. Th- the reason I can't go to that show you're talking about is because I'm going to the... Wilco show in Chicago the night before, and I'm pretty sure my wife would murder me if uh, I tried to get tried to take because I'm going up to Chicago with my little brother and my buddy on uh, Friday. The show's on Saturday, and then we're coming back Sunday. So she would have been with the baby by herself all, that whole weekend. Take and the I'm baby pretty, with you to the concert. I'm pretty sure she would kill me if I tried to go to one on Sunday as well. Also, I'm pretty sure I'll be tired. But um, Kevin, a few weeks ago in the show. We talked about my fat ass. Is that that's a, that's a technical term, right? Fat ass. Um, we talked about my fat ass and how I was going to start exercising and trying to drop some LBs, as they call them here in the states. I don't know if they call them uh, kgs. Is that what kgs. Yeah. KGs. You know, what, being Canadian though is uh, we're kind of like a hybridization. That's not a word uh, between American and British people. So while I measure distance in kilometers. I measure my own weight in pounds for some weird reason. God, that's not like a that's not like a government thing. That's just like colloquially, like I don't know how many kilograms I am. I know how many pounds I am, but I don't know how many how many miles away uh, the mall is. But I know how many kilometers away the mall is. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird being Canadian. Yeah, Anyways, it sounds like your it'd point. Be awful to be. Um, are you are you are you losing weight? Are you ripped? All right, we're find Show out. me your arms right now. Huh? Show me those. You go. Oh my Arnold Schwarzenegger, where did you come from? Listeners, you can't no, see me. This I have been lifting jacks. No, I haven't been lifting weights. Okay. But here's the thing. Um, I have been doing a little exercising, have been trying to eat better. I wouldn't say succeeding is a word I would use. But you I hear have my dog been... barking right now. Um I do you hear do, yeah. bark just outside the door. Uh, do, I just, I, I, just my dogs bark all the time. Okay. Anyways, but I haven't I, I haven't done the actual weight of myself until right now. Behind me I have a scale. Oh, do it right now. Okay. Yeah. So what were you before? Sorry. 245 is what, when, when I announced it, it was 245. How tall are you? Just five so nine. listeners. 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. Okay. okay. So obese right. is, is, what they, is what the chart tells me. Obese. I, I, I like chunky. You're a little, you're a little chunky. <laughs> All right. You're not so obese. I'm going gonna, gonna to stand up. You keep the listeners entertained. I'm going right. to stand on the scale, and then I'm going to sit back down, and I will reveal where I am at this point. Remember, June 16th, my birthday. We're recording this on April... Uh, 17th. 17th today june 16th i would like to be down that's my birthday i would like to be down to 170 would be ideal but i think that's a bit but 180 i think i would be on a great track i'd be happy at 180 and trying and attempting to go down to 170 so i'm gonna stand up you keep the listeners okay entertained all right all right listeners you're just with me jason taking his headphones off he's standing up he did not angle his web camera, so I can't actually verify what he's doing right now. He could just be 
moving out of the shot and coming back and saying, oh, I'm 135 pounds now. He's talking. Okay. We can hear him. All right. Okay. He's coming back. He's sitting down. Okay. He's putting, he's putting his headphones back on. Okay. Uh, they're back right. on. Okay, Kevin. I got, I got some news for you. So, so remind me again, 245. 245. Five foot nine inches. Okay. Five foot I am nine. now okay. at 222.8 pounds, my friend. 222.8 pounds. So wonderful, I'm wonderful, uh, wonderful. doing it. I'm dropping the LBs. I'm going to get back to my slim, slim self. Not to leave my daughter uh, fatherless and alone in this cold, cold world that we live in these days. So, yeah, I'm pulling it off. I'm pulling it off. I think be better. I'm proud of you. two months from now, let's see, it's been about a month since I announced this, and I'm down 23 pounds. So, yeah, I think I, 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 think I could hit that 180 if I tried. Now, What's your secret? N- n- no secret. Just less in, more out. Um, mm. But... Uh, I, I now I think I told you I, I lost a great deal of weight before uh, I used to be 300 pounds and I went down to 170 and uh, th- th- what I found is when you first start out that drops off like nothing like that because you, it takes so much work to do just any little thing you're gonna burn you're gonna burn so it might slow down so I, I'm hoping I can still I can reach that goal by my birthday but if I don't I'm not gonna kill myself because I think I think that 23 pounds right there, that's... That's super impressive. Yeah, that's... I'm so... And I almost want to go out and eat a little bit less Taco Bell and maybe go for a run every once in a while. I'm not going to, but (laughs) I feel somewhat inspired to. Yeah, um, it it helps you. I'm glad, buddy. Well, I'm, I'm actually... I gotta tell you, that felt good. That that I'm I'm I don't mean to sit there and pat myself on the back, but weighing myself right there, that felt you should, good. You've earned it, buddy. You have earned it. Yeah. I'm All right. Uh, well, um, today we're talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have? Let, let's well, let you just, do the listening. This is okay. So we're gonna talk about late blooming sun, which uh, is a being there uh, outtake that got released on the being there deluxe edition a few years ago. Uh, it is an acoustic solo Jeff Tweedy home recording. Um, Gonna be honest, not a ton of stuff to analyze there because it's like a, an acoustic demo for something that um, never grew into a full band recording. But it is technically a Wilco song because it was released under a Wilco record. Um, but I thought this might be a good opportunity to quickly touch on something we started on the, I believe it was the I Got You episode, maybe, uh, or maybe it must have been the I Must Be High episode, actually, where we talked about best song ones from bands. So best opening track to their debut albums and i being a little bit uh of uh i overthink things i think that's fair to say uh i have uh um put too many rules on myself for picking my own favorite debut songs album one side one song one of all time uh because if it it, to me if a band has released an ep then it's before or, or um, before that first song. So if they had something more than a single, then all of a sudden that's that's not a debut, a true blue debut song before. So I have that seen... was the question you asked though. But but those are the rules I'm putting on myself for picking what I think are my favorite uh, songs. So I, I we had a few people reach out, and two people have both said uh, whatever the heck that first song is uh, from that first REM record. Oh yeah. Now, yeah, I saw I saw that too. And you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you, Jason. And you might not like this. You might not want to host this podcast with me anymore. I don't really care for REM. I think they're highly overrated. Really? Even like early REM. Like 
Even uh, so, early. I, I've had this. I've had this theory for a while now. I don't know anyone my age or a little bit younger than me that is into REM. I think that is very much a Gen X band that has not carried forward to future generations. Sort of like the Gen X equivalent. This is going to be controversial. <laughs> kind of like the Gen X equivalent of the Eagles, right? Like, I don't know too many people, like the the future generations after baby boomers, I don't think we're as into the Eagles as, I'm sure there's some exceptions to the rules because they were a huge fan, but not as into the uh, the Eagles as future generation as as the baby boomers were i think rem is sort of like that where if you were there at the time sure you like rem but i wasn't there at the time for rem in their heyday i heard i know i know their songs right shiny happy people <laughs> whatever whatever uh, that one with the mandolin though losing my religion that's a good song that is the but that's like it's not the best song of all time it's very much a song of the 90s when like unplugged was really popular so like having an acoustic mandolin as the main instrument in your song makes sense but like uh do you believe they put a man on the moon uh, it's okay it's okay it's not bad i'm not saying they're a bad band i'm just saying like they don't deserve to be with it I, there was a poll in the wilco uh facebook group uh that someone was doing bless this person's heart if they're a listener i would strongly disagree that but they, they were doing um comparing the first album between radiohead and wilco great comparison and rem so you had to vote on which one was your favorite so the uh, pablo honey and uh am and whatever the heck the first uh rem record is murmur to me rem does not deserve to be in that like radiohead and wilco i'm not the biggest radiohead fan in the world at all but radiohead absolutely are peers to wilco rem they don't deserve to be in that list in my opinion in my opinion i don't know anyone who's in the rem that is not a gen xer uh they're just very much a band of their time but i didn't think they did anything groundbreaking and part of this might be because i'm canadian because up here we have a band called the tragically hip mm -hmm. which i think sounds a little bit like rem and the singers gord downey and michael stripe michael stipe michael scott whoever the singer Stop. of rem is uh kind of looks like gord downey and their music is fairly similar and i think tragically hip i'm not a huge tragically hip fan either but i think they are a better band than rem so, uh, right. funny thing about you saying they're not contemporaries. My buddy Jed saw REM live, and the opening band was Wilco. So sure, and yeah, and like like REM was a, a more successful commercial band. Yeah, but I just mean in like in music, I think um, uh, in music quality, I think that you can make the compare. And music's ultimately subjective. If you disagree with me, you disagree with me. I just I don't think. REM deserves to be hanging out with uh, the uh, the REM records deserve to be compared to Wilco and uh, Radiohead records because I think Wilco and Radiohead records are better than REM records. But I've never really dug into REM. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, our follow up podcast is you trying to get me in REM. But everything I've heard from REM is just kind of like yeah, it's okay, it's so, cool, it's fine. I'll uh I'll t I'll t I'll tell you my REM thing. Um, okay. So I when monster came out um i i must have been in seventh grade and it was like what's frequency kenneth and uh that was a big song they had a bunch of big songs off of that album and um i i went through most of life not i i was really into that album but like i went through most of life not really diving into them because music used to be so inaccessible when I, around that age but then once streaming services came out um, in the past four or five years, um, I went through their catalog 
and I will say this about REM, not every album of theirs is great. Actually, the second half of their career, like the, I, they probably have 15 albums. The last eight of those, seven or eight of those, are bad. But those original seven or eight albums, uh, they're all great. But they have five albums that I would consider amazing albums. Um, and I, if you're a band and you have five albums that... I mean, it's it, that's rarefied air. That's rarefied air. So I, I think that, uh, yeah, REM, I, I, REM, I wouldn't say they're... No, I would say REM is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe I just need to give them more of a shot, but it's just... I'm listening to them now. Well, I've listened to about 10 seconds of the song now, and I can say, it's okay. All right. Okay. Well, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. I'm. I, well, I, and I like, I like that genre. I just, whatever genre that is, mid-tempo rock. Well, I just, I'm, a, I'm I also like a real 90s, 90s fanboy, like music-wise, yeah. and they like kind of embody that 90s sound. Sure. And yeah. Especially that like post-Cobain, like post- yeah. uh, um, uh, but yeah, I'm not a huge REM fan. Uh, the other suggestions were, uh, I think, the first Radiohead song from Pablo Honey, uh, which again, I think Radiohead had an EP before that, but, that, but that's just me being hung up on that. Uh, but again, like, I don't know, Pablo Honey is, is, is okay, but that's not like an album. That's not a, a definitive Radiohead song. I want a, a song. What is a song that like the first song, the first album by the band? And like, that's a defining song from them. Uh, I, um, and I don't the other thing that came to mind is not a band for me personally because I went through my record collection after we had this conversation Jason I went through and I analyzed and I looked at every spine and the one record that jumped out to me is Nick Drake five leaves left I believe the song is time has told me are you a Nick Drake fan no Oh, you should. You're not because of anything like, he did. It's a guy I know that I have. It's like I was saying about anime. Uh, I don't want to. A guy I really dislike is in Nick Drake, and I just. Nick, Nick, Nick. Yeah, I get it. I get it. When the yeah yeah. Uh, uh, but that's a really great first song. Um, um, I think Wilco. I must be high. Should probably be in there. My name is Jonas. Should probably be in there. I guess if you want to include that first REM song, uh, listeners. Here's here's what I'll try to do. I will, Jason. Pick an REM album. You don't have to do it right now. Pick an REM album for me to listen to. And before the next time we record this podcast, I will listen to this album and I will give it a fair shot. Not like what I just did where I listened to 11 seconds of the song and I turned it off. Monster. Okay. Yeah. Monster. Monster. Okay. Monster. Yeah. Okay. I'll give. I'll, I'll, and we'll, next but time we record. not the special version. Listen to the real version of Monster. The orange cover, not the blue cover. Um, orange cover. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing too with REM, just before we move on. So I always fix them up with REO Speedwagon. I think they because they both start with RE, but I, I think REO Speedwagon, REM, or I can't think of anything REO Speedwagon does, but I'm assuming they're vastly different bands. Yeah, they're, they're super, super different bands. And um, I can't think of an REO Speedwagon song right now. I'm not a big fan of her, uh, but uh, you you would know REO Speed. I If somebody played an REO Speedwagon song, I would know it was REO Speedwagon playing. So, uh, and I, I'm not even that into them or into them at all really uh let me see what's their big song are you a speedwagon is take it on the run keep on loving you i guess i don't know i wouldn't know the songs by name but if you play if you played an reo speedwagon song i would know an REO speedwagon song but do you confuse it with an rem song no there's no there's no possible way my last point about this and then we'll get to late blooming sun I always kind of think of Michael Stipe. Yeah, he does like look like Gord Downey, but he looks like Gord Downey from the Tragic Hip mixed with Moby. 
I always got him. Is this Moby I'm looking at, or is this Michael Stipe I'm looking at? I always got to double check. It's my last point. Yeah, I um, I can see the Moby thing. I don't know who Gord Downey is. Uh, He's a singer, tragically, but well, that's I, Canadian I that, band. This but... is for uh, you know what's funny is when I'm at Wilco shows, I could tell who's Canadian because they chances are if you're into Wilco, you're all and you're Canadian, you're probably also into Tragically Hip because they will. I've been to Wilco shows in Seattle and seen people with tragically hip shirts. I'm like, oh, you're Canadian. Yeah, man, I'm from uh, this city. I'm like, oh, well, cool. Nice. To... Um, this is a secret Canadian thing. Huh. Should I, should I give them a shot? Should I give the tragically hip a shot? And what album of theirs should I listen to? Uh, Fully Completely is their big al- album. I'm not a huge tragically hip fan. I've gotten, as I've gotten older, I've respected them more. Um, but they're definitely like, um, uh, people call them like Canadiana, is, is their, like, they're not Americana, they're Canadiana. Um, um, yeah, I think I think if you're in REM, you could probably like a Tragic Hip because they're they don't sound exactly the same, but I think there's um a little bit of overlap there for sure. Well, cool. And same eras. Um, hey, right before we get to start this song, I just want to remind everybody go to abcwoko.com, find all the ways to support the show. But the most important way to support the show is by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher. It's what helps the show grow, helps other people find us, puts us up on those rankings. So help us out, leave us a rating and review. It's a big, big, big help now it's late, blooming sun. late blooming sun so this is a demo from the being there era that um uh was like it recorded well like this isn't a cassette demo it sounds like a studio demo um but it never never got resurrected never got um brought up i don't think the band ever performed alive it's just this is it this is the uh version of it so it, it, it is kind of a cool folky song like just finger picking it definitely sounds like it could have just been like on the album not like a, a, like you said it's studio recording not a uh, yeah I, I can't hear like what a Wilco arrangement would sound like like it, it sort of feels complete as an acoustic song mm-hmm. I like that little guitar turn around though if you did do a full band version, maybe that's like your start. Like that's what you expand upon, and like do that as a full band. Um, I gotta work on my turnarounds when I play guitar. I, I really need to work on that. Should learn to play this song. Maybe I will. Yeah, I love that. That is that is a nice one. That is pretty. Yeah. Um, and you know what? what's really cool, what I really like about this song and the other um, kind of lost songs from Being There is that Being There is such a big album and it, we're, we loved it for so long and so much and that it's really cool that there's just a little bit more. There's a little bit more to it, right? Uh, um, well, for a guy like you, Kevin, I bet I bet there's like a, a lot of stuff that didn't even make the deluxe version that didn't uh, that, that's out there. So for a guy like you, that kind of stuff... Like I'm not really into the Wilco book songs, you know, but you are. Yeah. You're into that, and I, I, I bet, I bet there's so much more to discover. If they wanted to release another, sell another vinyl to you for your collection. Yeah, I, I'd buy it. <laughs> I don't need to listen to it beforehand. If it's a Wilco release on vinyl, I'll probably buy it. Um, they're guaranteed one sale when they're okay. How many sales could we make off this? Well, one from Kevin for sure, and there's a couple other people like us, but. Uh, be more expensive Don't to produce the vinyls than it would be to <laughs> because you'd be producing so few. 
I don't really um, have a lot to say on this one, Kevin. So I'm, I'm no, I don't. I don't either. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's a nice little song. I wonder how autobiographic it is. Like, is Jeff singing about himself as the um, the uh, titular late blooming son? Because we know from his autobiography that he was like had a really like close relationship with his mom when he was growing up. Um, so I wonder if uh, if um, that's what he's kind of singing about. Um, but uh, yeah, I think what, what what's coolest about this song is just that it's a nice little song it, we had no idea existed uh I, at least i didn't know it existed maybe it had been floating around on the internet from like a cassette tape or something but i didn't know this song existed and there's there i think there's about five there's late blooming sun dynamite my soul losing interest sun's a star and better when i'm gone we're all um either full band or solo song demos from the being there song cycle uh so it's just cool that there's there's a little bit more out there to discover for an album that you are, you love, uh, which is uh, um, one of my favorite things. Um, and I think too the other thing with this song, if you'll indulge, if you'll indulge me, Jason, is uh, I think it needs to be noted what a prolific songwriter Jeff Tweedy was in this era. Okay, so he wrote "Being There" double album, genuine double album, at least on vinyl. Um, these five songs, uh, which are all fleshed out, fun songs. Capital City, uh, which was also a Being There demo, which is the only Being There outtake that I'm aware of, off the top of my head, that got resurrected as uh, it came out on uh, The Whole Love. Um, and then all those Golden Smog songs from this period, too, like um, uh, Please Tell My Brother and that sort of stuff. Uh, Jeff Tweedy, you know, mid-90s was a prolific songwriter and had a lot of, a lot of output, and he kind of was at his folkiest, his most Americana, and like not straight up country, but just like that is a late blooming sun could be a Bob Dylan song from the uh, 60s, right? Like it, it just yeah. kind of has that earthy vibe to it. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it just, it reminds me I'm, when I say, oh, it's fun. It's great that there's a little bit more. I'm stealing that from Jeff because Jeff was talking about um, when they uh, released the trailer for the Peter Jackson's doing a documentary on the Beatles. Beatles um, yeah, it looks so good uh, Let too. It be. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, we're like, we thought we'd seen everything there was from the Beatles, but no, look at all, like, here's a whole bunch of footage of them and them doing some takes that we've never heard before. There's just a little bit more. And he was talking about how someone in the band had expressed like, oh, I'm so happy that there's just a little bit more. I feel that way for their music when we get these deluxe versions for being there. For summer teeth i cannot wait i cannot wait for the deluxe version of yankee hotel fox because uh, i'm sure there's stuff we've never heard yeah uh you know what's crazy sorry to change the subject here but um you know what's crazy about the beatles i was sitting around uh my daughter likes be when i play beatles songs on my guitar for her so uh or she at least smiles and doesn't cry during when i'm doing this so, so cool. I, I, i'm assuming she likes the beatles um but uh i was sitting there listening to some Beatles the other night, just trying to figure out some songs she might like to listen to. And um, I started realizing that the Beatles did everything they did in like a six or seven year period. I mean, but, but, um, from the Ed Sullivan show to when they 64. like, did, yeah. So and they broke up in 70. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they did everything. They, they changed the world with their music in six 
years. Isn't that Six crazy? Years. It seems like yeah. like their story seems like it's like decades long. It's but like yeah. they change. It's like every year was a decade in their progression. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's yeah. just crazy to think about when you when you sit there and you look at the years and you realize it was six six or so years that they and they the were world. they were like thirty when they broke up. Like they were younger than younger than I am, younger than we are when when they broke up. But you look at them with their like long beards and their long hair, and they yeah. all like look old and, and you're looking at them through old photos which i think also makes them yeah. look old too um but you don't think of like john lennon john lennon was 40 when he died yeah and john lennon was like a kid basically like, like but that doesn't seem um, like he was around forever like doesn't seem yeah, i mean like he was he, dead before i was alive but and you also but yeah. um yeah it just seems like it seems like he was uh, uh it seems like they have 50 years of history but it was it was like six years and they released uh like 12 albums 14 yeah. albums something like that uh and because that's like back in the day where records labels were like hey bands you need to release an album like twice a year mm-hmm. where nowadays it's like uh no release an album every three years or, or something like that like the bands have it uh so laid back compared to um in the 60s and 70s when at the very least, you're doing another an album every year. The Beatles were doing albums probably every two years, or sorry, sorry, two albums every year. Um, and and not only that, they were among the best albums ever recorded. They yeah. were game changing albums. They were like, th- think of it as in terms of songwriting, they were the best. In terms of music arrangements, they were the best. In terms of like studio production techniques, th- like they did th- like art their album cover style, like their clothing, like everything they did was, was the best. Like, I don't know. I I think that what are the chances of those four guys getting together? It's almost like, what are the chances that like us two, the two greatest podcasters from Canada and the U S and the two most handsome men in Canada and the U S getting together and hosting their own, finding each other. Like, like what are the the odds of that happening? And same thing with the Beatles. And not turning sexual. I mean, it somehow it happened with us. We didn't turn sexual either, so it, it just worked out that way. Um, Kevin, do you want to add anything else to this, or can we close this one out? Uh, no, I think uh, Late Blooming Sun, yeah, my big question is like uh, the lyrics. Um, uh, I wonder how autobiographical that is, because we know that within context of the biography. Um, uh, and, it, yeah, it's a nice little little bob dylan song sounding song you could have thrown this in the middle of the album and it would have been oh this is the jeff's acoustic song um and it would have been would have been sat in with the album just fine there's just not a lot of stuff to analyze with it and that's okay uh because it's still a a great song well cool if everybody wants to go to abcwilco.com you can find all the ways to support the show we've already talked about it earlier in the episode so i'm not going to bore you with that but if you want to leave us a rating review that would be a huge help we just want to remind you again that's the best way you can support the show if you don't want to do so by buying a t-shirt or joining the patreon uh you can find kevin on instagram at kevin vinyl you can find me on instagram at hess's best you can go to hess'sbest.com buy some of my art you know you want to why don't you do it uh we had a listener buy some of my art uh a week ago um yeah what's that i said i said oh really good for you listener you're putting food on jason's table he sure did. You help him pay for his yacht. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't just buy a yacht on my salary, guys. Um, yeah. He needs to sell a few, a few T-shirts on the internet, and then he can buy his yacht. Well, I've been your host, Jason, with my buddy Kevin. And I just want to remind everybody, every little thing is going to tear you apart.